indeed there are more questions than answers like is it too early to break my new year's resolutions or should i wait until after christmas hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host i've decided to gain weight save less money and set realistic goals i like it i think that's a winner welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind and that's the very tune. She then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. Put the patience on the trolley. <laughs> For everyone who's working in a hospital this Christmas. That was Jingle Bells. This is our Christmas special. Hurrah! <laughs> Yay! We 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 having fun and festivities during this Christmas period. Can you believe it's Christmas? Christmas! Yes. I can't. Unbelievable. Where's that just gone? Uh. I'm still picking Thanksgiving dinner out of my teeth. Yes. There's a piece of turkey wedge at the back I've been saving for a long, boring journey to chew on the way home. That's mm. disgusting. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh. Or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my festive guests. Firstly... The mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week that Cinnamon is just sawdust with good PR... Welcome to the show, Heather. 
<laughs> what? And Feeling hello? in the Christmas spirit? No. What have you done to your hair over there? Uh, shocking. I can tell that. That's remarkable. It's reminded me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. Give me a couple of minutes to fire some synaptic links, and I'll come back with a great repost. I don't want buns of steel. I want buns of cinnamon. There you go. Mm, yeah. That's on my Christmas list. Mm. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. At some point, I'm sure you'll use that on the show. Yes. Michelle wants to know if anyone knows of an old couple or even a single old lady or man who will be eating alone this Christmas as she's having friends and relatives over and she needs to borrow a few chairs. <laughs> It's true. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Michelle wondered what happened to her sexual relations as she never even got a Christmas card from them this year. I know. Oh, what's going on? That's outrageous. Yes. Sitting to my right, as convention now dictates, is Dr. Nathan Bush, our resident attorney. He was at airport security who confirmed for Nathan that he does not have weapons or prostate cancer this Christmas on his travels. Yay! Yay Welcome you. to the show. He also got a roadside sobriety test last night. They asked him to fold a fitted sheet. Oh. They're mad. <laughs> They're bad. And they are paranormal. This is season three, episode 87. It's our Christmas special. Yay! Christmas! Merry Christmas! Yay! Nice Christmas! Love it! Season 3, episode 87. We currently have a listening party, if they're still with us in any way, shape or form after that intro. If you go to Facebook right now, if you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, we have many hundreds of people commenting on the show. I'm about to jump into a quiz. You can play along. You can answer the questions as best you can. You can see if you can outfox everybody else on our Christmas special by getting the question right. Probably more than we will do in the studio but that's all there for you listening party they're sharing jokes gifts festive spirits lots of fun lots of frivolity you are missing out on the show if you do not participate in that right now on facebook so as always with the frozen turkey martin sponsored gong of infinite knowledge with the tinsel of facts and the torn wrapping paper of statistics stand back as we usher in the first round <gasps> martin it is a lack of general knowledge mm. on this very day in 1812, Grimm's Fairy Tales was first published by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Grimm's Fairy Tales. Are you feeling confident on our Christmas special on the theme of Grimm's Fairy Tales? No. A little. Miss Morris. Eh. So... <laughs> I'm going to do it whether you want me to or not, but you can guess your way. If you embrace the Christmas spirit, you may get your answers from another plane into your little walnut. Sure. Due to collective consciousness, if you wish to embrace the idea. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the stories the Grimm's eliminated after their first edition was a tale about a gentleman called Hans Dumb. That's D-U-N-N. Hans Dumb. It was seen as inappropriate for a family audience. So he made the very first edition on this very day back in 1812 but in subsequent editions he was removed because they suddenly realized that families were reading these stories and he was edited out so all you need to do to win your first festive fairy light points of the evening is to tell me what hans dumb did that was inappropriate to be removed from that very first edition miss morris oh 
What are you giving hands, me that look? knees, and bumps a daisy. <laughs> hands dumb. Yes. What did he do that was inappropriate that his story was removed from the book? There was 210 stories. He milked that. a cow. He milked a cat inappropriately. Yes. <laughs> what, with cold hands? Or just, yes. He crept up to it. Yep. Didn't take her out for dinner. Yep. Straight in. No foreplay. No warming up. Yep. Grabbing on the teats. How yes. is milking a cow inappropriate? You tell me. How does that get? <laughs> I know if you tickle its belly, milk comes out of its nose. Does that help? Oh, Lord. I've milked a cow. I just thought I'd share that with you. I come from East London. I never saw grass till I was 15. I went to a dairy farm, like a and b in Devon. Oh. And I said to the lady who provided breakfast, whose husband was the dairy farmer, I said, it's my lifelong ambition to milk a cow. And she said, well, get out to the milking shed at five o'clock. I'm sure I'll let you have a go. So I go out there in my Italian leather shoes and my khakis. <laughs> Nice. Up to my knees in cow manure and dung, which took a week to get the, rid of the smell, I might add. He picked me a cow that he's... There's hundreds of these, thousands of cows, right? He picked a nice one, yes. one that wasn't a bit jumpy, one that was easygoing. Buttercup. You want a nice easy one to start with, don't you? Yeah. And uh, I went for it. <laughs> I was amazed. I always imagined in my mind they were soft and velvety and they're nice, like a rat's towel. They're like scaly and hard. And I did a bang-up job, and she writes to me every Christmas. Hmm, Five, six, seven, four, three, one. She was tagged, and she writes to me. Oh. Makes me very happy. I have fulfilled a lifelong ambition. See, if you set your sights fairly low, you can't be disappointed in life. That's what I found. I get the impression that people just expect too much from life. Do you know exactly. what I think? Exactly. I agree. That's Woody Allen, by the way. And I was happy to milk that cow. And I've been treading water now for three minutes, because Morris looks like she has no clue. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're, I gave you an answer. How is that inappropriate behavior? I am answering with that. You're going to say that hands dumb, yes. milked a cow, and they thought that was outrageous. We can't yes. have that in a children's oh, book. Yes. Bearing in mind stories like Cinderella had her sisters, the ugly sisters, cut their toes off to try and get their feet into the slippers, and it wasn't until the blood was oozing out. But milking a cow, apparently, is fine. Correct. Michelle, hands down, was removed because he had what? He had a fetish for spanking children. A fetish for spanking children. I can see that that would be in there. Children are beaten, aren't they? Yes. They're put in cages and fed yes. for Christmas. Nathan, do you have any thoughts about what all the hands down would have done? No. You have no thoughts at all. <laughs> He's had 10 minutes to think about it, and he's come up short. Nothing. I can't Zero. give the points away in our first question of our Christmas special. He could make a woman pregnant by simply wishing it or thinking about it. Oh. there, And that was inappropriate, apparently. There you go. Don't you oh. go thinking about me. You could be standing <laughs> next to him. Oh. What would the neighbours say? Be outrageous. Whatever oh. got into me. But that's true. <laughs> I love insomnia, having to pee five times a night, blotchy skin and dried out hair, said no pregnant woman ever. Mm. Moving swiftly on. In the Frog King, the story of the frog is not transformed into a prince with a kiss in the original text, but by the princess doing what with it? It wasn't a kiss in the original story. It yes. wasn't a case of, oh, my prince has come. Wasn't that at all. What did she do to that frog? To Boil turn it. In? She oiled the frog. Boil. Boiled. Oh, man. Frog I've gone to legs. a completely different way. I'm the oily. I'm, I'm so the craze? Jesus. God. Yes. Thank you for our Christmas special. She's over there boiling frogs and... 
you know, I thought that soup stank the place up. <laughs> that would be a poor-smelling soup, wouldn't Woo! it? Stinky. Oh. How's your frog's soup getting on? Mm. I thought you said she oiled a frog. No, boiled it. Boiled. boiled. She boiled the frog yes. to turn it into a prince. Yep. Oh, good times. Michelle, anything outside of cuisine based for frogs in your answer? She dissected it. She dissected a frog. Dissecting frogs is like a joke. If you dissect a joke, it's dead. It doesn't work anymore, does it? So I'd share that with you. Nathan, what is she doing to that frog? She danced the Roomba with him. That's nice. I like the idea of dancing around the room with a frog. Again, I cannot give the points away. She threw it against a wall. Would you believe? That's mean. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no more meaner than boiling the bloody thing. <laughs> but apparently, that's what she did. She threw it against the wall and it turned into a prince. There was no kissing, no Bro. shenanigans, no snogging, <laughs> canoodling. There's canoodling. a nice English word, a bit of canoodling. A good old canoodle. That's what I did wrong. Yeah. You have to mm. kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Or in Michelle's case, frogs, lizards, snakes, salamanders, toads, chameleons, and geckos. God loves a trier. In. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Enthusiasm is everything. In the grim version of Cinderella, the fairy godmother did not exist. She was, in fact, a tree watered with Cinderella's tears. To win your points this evening, you need to tell me what kind of tree it was. As simple as that. No fairy godmother. There was a tree. The tree made the dress for her. The tree was the fairy a godmother. A weeping willow. Her tears. That's a great answer. I love that. It's wrong, but I don't care. Weeping willows are one of the thirstiest trees on the planet. They I drink about them. 30 They're gallons of water in a day. They're the best. They make cricket bats out of willow. Mm-hmm. Hence the term, the sound of leather on willow. Leather cricket ball, willow bat. Mm-hmm. I believe baseball bats are made of ash. Is that right? I don't care. I'm in a foreign country. But yes, willow would be a great answer. Cricket bats are springy. They are made of willow. What are you thinking, Michelle? Pick a tree. Heather took my answer, so I'm going to say an oak. There's an arboretum full of trees out there. Anything you wish to embrace there, Nathan? Michelle took my answer. (laughs) Well, pick a third tree. (laughs) Elm. Elm. No one's nailed it, so I'm going to give you a clue and say nuts. Go. Beach. Nope. Acorn. Nope. Walnut. Nope. What's my nuts? Oh, we're out. A peanut. <laughs> a peanut tree. <laughs> Jesus. Um, a pecan. Pine nuts. Pine nuts. <laughs> um, butternut. Think of Christmas nuts. Chestnut. No. <laughs> Help me. Christmas nut. Christmas, any type of what you get a big bag of nuts for Christmas. What's in there? Brazil macadamia. nuts. Brazil nuts. And what else? Macadamia. No. Walnuts. Walnuts. Excellent. We're getting closer. There's hazelnuts. Excellent. Yes. Oh, Jesus. I'd work to try and get you a point in this Ooh. game. Michelle has scored two cracker points. <laughs> yes. Hazelnuts was, in fact, the right answer. Do you know if you mix hazelnut creamer, Coke Zero, Pepsi One, and ketchup all together, you get yelled at by the manager of 7-Eleven? Yeah. Chocolate hazelnut is my favourite flavour of coffee and a good rap name. If I was a rapper, I think chocolate hazelnut would be the way to go. Michelle has gained her first points of the evening. The Grimm brothers did not wander around the countryside. They did not brave the woods, they did not brave the weather, to glean stories from peasants in crumbling hovels, as we are led to believe. Where did they get their stories from? 
Where do you think that came about? What was their source? Because they didn't do any of those things. The tavern. They went to the tavern, had a couple of drinks, listened to the wizard old man sitting in the corner telling tales of yore. They went to the tavern. They're German, of course, so Danish on the border there, for sure. They went to the tavern. Where did they get their stories from, Michelle? Their imagination. Their imagination. Nathan. The Pope. The Pope. What kind of stories are these? I'll give you a clue. They never left their house. Their and mother. It was, well. Father. Grandmother. You're closest with mother, but it's not the right answer. And we're going to have to give this to you. They had people come to their house that were educated middle class women. And they came along and told their stories that they've passed on from generations. So it would have been someone's mother passing on stories. But they came to them. They didn't go anywhere. People came to their house and they were mostly well-educated middle-class women that would just pass on tales that their grandmothers told to them, that their grandmothers told to them. And it was just a collection of fables and stories that were passed on by rhetoric, in effect, similar to how the Bible started, I would suspect. Anything you want to add to that, Nathan? Did the Grimm brothers give them tea? Did the Grimm brothers give them tea in Germany? I suspect it may have happened. Yeah. Is there a joke there or some sort of anecdote I you want to share with us? I, I wasn't there. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm suspecting some sort of strudel may have played a part. So that's right. Some sort of glue vine may have happened. Like, like refreshments were promised. How dare you? I've given you three of my best stories. You can at least meet me halfway and give me a nice biscuit. I should give Michelle one point for saying mother because they were motherly characters. That's for sure. Do you know what the seven dwarves were named after they finished their therapy? Any thoughts? Any ideas? William, Chris, Ben, Richard, Neil, Jason and Roger. I love this show. Most of the stories had a happy ending. There was 210 stories in the first edition. We already know that Hans Dunn was removed for thinking women pregnant. (laughs) Go and think somewhere else, will you? That's outrageous. Except one noticeable story. I'm going to have to read this out. This isn't a question, but I found this remarkable in my research. There was one noticeable story that didn't have a happy ending. And would you like to know the title of this story? Yes. It's called The Children that played butcher with each other. There you go. Huh? They are for Christmas, our Christmas special. <laughs> the one story that didn't have an happy ending, the kids that played butcher with each other. <laughs> right, kids, nice. there's your story. Go to bed. <laughs> no gnawing on your sister's arms. <laughs> now, on this day in 1946, the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, Premiered in New York, directed, of course, by Frank Capra and starring James Stewart. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about It's a Wonderful Life. Is this a film you like? Is this a film you're familiar with? You know how much I love movies. Yes, you're a movie buff. I've never seen this movie. You have never seen. Not the whole movie. That's like me and The Wizard of Oz. I mean, I know it intimately. But it's one of those shows that's on at Christmas and you're either going somewhere or you've just got back. So I've seen the whole film. Yes. But in 20-minute bursts. Yeah, right. Not in one go. That's absolutely right. Miss Morris, a fan of It's a Wonderful Life? I haven't seen it. James, which is going to go well for us tonight then, isn't it? (laughs) You look really unhappy that it's Christmas. Surely even pagans celebrate Christmas. Surely. It's a Christmas festival. Intestines wrapped around Christmas trees. Appreciating the 
shortest day on the 21st of December. You can't, you can't get into the Christmas spirit, can you? Nope. Festivus. No. Absolutely. You want a bit of Krampus, don't you? Yeah. You want to be beating kids with a stick and running through the streets of Vienna right now is going to help, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now, mm. after years of unsuccessfully trying to shop his short story, author Philip Van Doren Stern got his story noticed by RKO Pictures by doing what? So he spent many years, like Harry Potter, like J.K. Rowling, he spent many years trying to push his little short story of It's a Wonderful Life on everyone from near and far. Couldn't get it picked up, couldn't get it taken seriously. Nobody was interested. How did RKO pick it up? What did he do? And I'll give you a big clue. It's our Christmas special. You can't get a bigger clue than that, Miss Morris. What are your thoughts? Well, at first I thought it was in a pizza box. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think you're still thinking this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from last week. But now I'm wondering... Yes, let's go down a different path. I don't think that's going to be successful. Turkey. Your answer to that question is turkey. He stuffed it in there. He stuffed it in a turkey. (laughs) Yep. Was the turkey alive at the time or did it take surprise? Surprise. (laughs) It was a wild turkey. It was livid. (laughs) I always hurt my throat when I do that. Yeah, that's too bad. I don't know why I get so enthusiastic about my turkey noises. (gasps) You're suggesting that RKO recognized it and found it because he wedged it up a turkey's bottom. He was catering, and he slipped it in. He was doing the catering. Yeah. Slipped in the manuscript. Yeah. What do you think, Michelle? How did RKO get a hold of that after constant trying, and it's our Christmas special? I can only think he somehow read it on the radio on Christmas Eve. That's a really good answer. (laughs) Nathan, any thoughts, anything you'd want to interject at this point to gain yourself some points? He put it under the windshield wiper of the president of RKO. Wait, I got another one. Well, Miss Morris is now spreading her chips liberally on both red and black. Is it going to be better than boiling frogs and turkeys' bottoms? No, he sent a present and wrapped his manuscript around it as paper. (laughs) Do you know what? That's not the right answer, but you're not a million miles away. He printed up to 200 copies of the story as a 21-page Christmas card. So he produced it as a Christmas card. And I shall give Morris, I'll give her a couple of points. It's our Christmas special. I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling philanthropic. Remember, if you give freely, you receive freely. David Hepstead was the producer and bought the movie rights for $10,000 back in the day because he found it on a Christmas card. He wrote the short story as a Christmas card and sent it out to all on sundry Mm. this christmas instead of a present i'll let you talk about being vegan for a whole 10 minutes there you go now balua bondi balua bondi what a fabulous name balua bondi who plays mrs bailey did not need a lot of rehearsals to play jimmy stewart's mother she plays his mother in the film but she didn't need to rehearse i just need you to tell me why she did not Need to re- I'm sure if you're dead, what did they do? Pin her up? Did they put a She broom? was in the casket, no lines. 
she was in a casket. So in the film you've never seen, you're suggesting that Beulah Bondi, who plays Mrs. Bailey, is dead. was dead. Well, you're bringing lots of festive cheer to the show, aren't you? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Anything else you want to dis- Do you want to talk about funeral parlours or bigger mortis? Embalming. Embalming. I mean, the world's your oyster right now, isn't it? For the Christmas festive special. <laughs> I am dreaming of a black Christmas. Yes. Wow. There. So you're suggesting that she was laid out in a wake in the film, so yep. she didn't need to rehearse. Nope. She just had to lie there. That's right. Wow. Michelle Bula Bondi did not need to rehearse to play Jimmy Stewart's mother in the film. Let me tell you, she's not got it right. So you've got the whole world is now your oyster. She was a deaf mute. She was a deaf mute, which is what you want from the acting profession. Yes. Cut. 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 What? I said cut. What? Cut. (laughs) What are you thinking, Nathan? Any thoughts or any ideas? She had no lines. She had no lines. I can't believe not a single one of you may have suggested... A ghost. ...that she was actually his mother. I thought that. Oh, I thought that. That's not actually true, but that's what I just said. Uh, She'd actually played his mother in three previous films. So she'd played his mum in three films before that and afterwards in a Christmas special. So she actually played his mother four times. So she didn't need to rehearse. She'd done it three times already now my mother doesn't just enjoy guilt trips of course she runs the travel agency <laughs> on the set <laughs> if she, I'm, i'll get an earful if she's listening there'll be there'll be letters and emails don't you, jenny. don't you worry about we love you jenny i posted a picture from several years ago on facebook last week and it was me playing the guitar yeah can't stop my mother from commenting on my pictures it's non-stop Honestly. You leave her alone. She loves you. I'll shin you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shin me. Craze, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of gangster in this room right now, isn't there? <laughs> On the set, actress Donna Reed won $50. She won a bet, $50, a lot of money back oh, in the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. From fellow actor Lionel Barrymore, of course, very famous, Drew Barrymore's relative, for doing what unusual act there. On the set, Actress Donna Reed won a $50 bet from fellow actor Lionel Barrymore for doing what unusual act? Because it's Christmas, it involves an animal. (laughs) No. (sighs) Michelle, are you any thoughts? Heather, what are you thinking? Are you going to go back over some old answers or are you going to give me a new one? It involves an animal and she won the bet. She said it was the easiest $50 she'd ever won. Mm -hmm. She rode the donkey. She rode a donkey nice through the streets of jerusalem with palm trees in front yeah through the ta- streets of bailey town the streets of bailey town well we're living here in bailey town <laughs> and they're throwing all the palm leaves down <laughs> morris what unusual act involving an animal did she win 50 dollars for shearing a sheep shearing a sheep mm, the nativity <laughs> sheep nathan what did she do unusually on set that won her 50 dollars involving an animal she swallowed a raw egg. She swallowed a raw egg. She actually milked a cow. <laughs> <laughs> so close I was. See, I think Morris has been cheating again, but she's not managed to match up the answers that she cheated with with the right questions. They're slightly out of phase. Do you see what I'm saying? They're out of Really? This is what's taken place. She's had a good look at my notes. She's recognized the answers, but she hasn't put them. Or I'm psychic. Well, you should have been psychic. 
you won't you'll get the next one right then won't you i'm guessing not really i've been drinking that's why it's all muddled oh, <laughs> well you just sat there with that kind of thousand yard stare no, that's me hating you. With your teasel. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was meant to be the Christmas special. It Merry is special. It's all turned a bit, a bit grinchy, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Grinchy. It's turned a bit grinchy. It's better You're than turning a, mean a bit one, Gucci. <laughs> what happened in 1974 that made the film instantly popular and a Christmas hit? Now, they colorized it. They colorized the film in 1974. And made it an instant hit. Why do you think it's become a Christmas hit? What specifically happened in 1974 that now everyone considers that to be a popular Christmas hit, Michelle? Jimmy Stewart passed away and they... I think he hanged on into the 80s. Yeah, I think he did too. <laughs> okay, um... Uh... Nathan, while Michelle's chewing yeah. on that, what happened in 74? You're an attorney. You may come up with an answer. See? Oh, the brain cells are suddenly... The copyright expired. Nathan has won himself. Oh. Seems like he got, actually got a question. Yay, Nathan! Right. It's copyright lapsed by accident. They didn't keep track of it, <gasps> allowing it to be available royalty-free for the next 20 years. Holy moly. But that then made it an instant success because everyone could play it as many times as they wanted right. over Christmas without any issue. It's not free anymore, by the way. They closed this loophole in 1994. But by then, it's become so popular that if you close the loophole, it now has copyright again. I'm sure everyone would then go out and buy it. It's sure. almost... Do you know when you give someone a sample and they say, oh, that cake tastes nice? Well, you can buy the whole thing. There you go. Ooh. But the copyright had indeed lapsed. Every time a bell rings, the curse of Oak Island gets a little <laughs> less interesting. <laughs> that was then... But this is now, it's the mailbag! It's our swollen sack of mailbag mm. Christmas cheer. Yeah. You can write to me anytime. We love reading out your messages of support. We love reading out your letters. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, if you make comments about the show, if there's a part that makes you laugh, if you have a favourite moment. We will read those out. Heater is our good friend and Hi, supporter. Love you, Heater. He's based in New York. He actually posted a picture of myself in a voting kind of... Who's the gentleman? Is it Uncle pointing? Sam? Uncle Sam, of course it is. I knew that you would know that. He said, OK, I figured it out. Our first eight presidents were born in British colonies of British subjects. This is the president that Adrian should set around any impediments to the White House. So he's suggesting I could run for president mm. and I could use the fact that the first eight presidents of the United States were born as British subjects in the British colonies. I have to say, I don't want to get political, but how bad could I be? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I would think that, you know, you could do a decent job yes. based on everything that's taking part around the world right now, and British politics as well, I would suggest, Good not night. just in this country, of course. It says, he goes on to say, with her outstanding language skills, Heather should be his ambassador to the UN. Yep. Ooh. What language skills are these? Oh, I have a so many <laughs> skills. So if the uh, ambassador of Japan suddenly arrived with oh, his diminutive... <laughs> But, but ugly wife. What would what would you say to him in Japanese? Oh, so sorry for your loss. Now, if we suddenly went 
to somewhere like, I don't know, the middle of Africa, Equatorial Guinea, maybe, or perhaps somewhere on the Kuwait. If we were in Africa right now, if the African president has arrived at the UN and he's wearing ceremonial clothes, he's got his traditional dress on and his wife has suddenly appeared with him, all five of them. How would you, as the ambassador to the UN, address that gentleman? Hmm, let me think about this. You're in France. It's Paris. You're I the am? ambassador's ball. He's r- handing out Ferrero Rocher. You hmm. have never seen such wonders. Never? It's Paris. There's flashing lights. There's oh, the moon. oui, I love your French fry. <laughs> <laughs> I love your French toast. Neither of which come from France. I love your French kissing. <laughs> I love your French bulldog. She's over quad. So these aren't language skills. It's just talking to the person in a very pseudo kind of uh, vernacular, I'm guessing. You're playing with their I vernacular, love aren't you? They love that. Yes, they do. Oh, love yes, the French so like, much. The French like nothing more than making fun of them using <laughs> their accent. I mean, the hours go by. We. We. Bellissima. Bellissimo, which I think is Italian. <laughs> Give me something other than we. <laughs> he said on his wedding night. <laughs> Anything. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if you can give me two French words right now, I'll give you 10 points. Bonjour. Straight... Sure. <gasps> Hello? Yes. One more. Um, no, nope, done. No points to be won. We oh. count. We, it does count. I wanted <laughs> two more. Um, Bonjour. Noche. Noche. What's noche? No, you're not having it. You can't win. We're not getting through this. Michelle. With her tough but fair willingness to try anything once. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the fun thing's twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural appointment to the Supreme Court. I love it. Oh, boy. I have to mention as well, Alva posted an amazing uh, <gasps> yes. meme. There's like that cat, mm-hmm. the little white cat sitting in front of a plate of asparagus. But they're all done like Ghostbusters. Yep. He's, he's green like Slimer, and the woman's shouting in a Ghostbusters outfit. That's fantastic. Like Alva and Heater, you can listen to our show at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network every Friday, come rain or shine. You know, 100,000 people, 100,000 yeah. countries, I was going to say. 190 <laughs> countries around the world, although I do think we may have lost our French audience. Lemieux. Lemieux. <laughs> That's Pepe Le Pew, isn't it? <laughs> Le Pew. You're almost... You're almost fluent now, aren't you? <laughs> Why couldn't you have come up with this 10 minutes ago? You could have won yourself some points. Deanna said, thank you for putting out another spectacular show. I appreciate what you do. And after a long week at work, this is my favorite hour of the week. Keep up the amazing job. And if you missed any of the episodes, you can go to our archive, soundcloud.com, MQ. TA Radio. You can search for us on there. There's seven years of shows all back to back. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you appreciate the show. But we can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, BuzzSpot, every single platform known to man. Miss Morris is going to tell you that we stay in the studio at the top of the hour. So if you go to our archives, you get an extra 25 minutes of the show to listen to as a reward for coming to find us. What do they get for coming to track us down, Miss Morris? On which platform again? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if you end up going to SoundCloud, you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the Not For Your Mother segment, which is the naughty bits, the stuff we can't keep our hands off of, but we have to express ourselves and share it with you. But if you decide to become a patron and donate to the studio and all its costs and stuff therein, um... You can go to Patreon and search for MQTA Radio, and you will get videos of us now, laughing and being ruckus. This is important and... to bear in mind. We're going to wave to the camera in Hola. the studio. A gentleman posted on the wall this week that he couldn't find the videos yeah. oh, to the show, no. but they are on there. There's about 20 of them. Yeah. So you can find the videos. You can watch us. For a single dollar, you can watch us messing around. And we are good looking. I mean, there's no getting around here. We're cute. So... <laughs> We're waving wow. at the camera now. You can see there's a lot that goes on in the studio that there you is. can't get on the radio. There's nope. all kinds of abuse, things being thrown around. Yep. Clumsiness. Michelle has flashed her chest twice. Yeah. So that's got to be worth a dollar. That's 50 cents each in many respects. Exactly. So that's available as well. Miss Morris, would you like to explain? Because we're going to give you a taster. We've given you a Christmas present this yeah. Christmas. We've given it to you a little bit early. Would you like to explain what you put on YouTube this week? Because this was quite remarkable. What I did this week is I wanted to make it available to everyone. So people can see what they're going to get for their dollar. Right. So what did you post? It's I on YouTube. I posted our 250th. Uh, several months ago, we got to our 250th episode. We had a bit of a celebration. Yes. We had guests in the studio. Yep. We had an audience. Mm -hmm. We uh, relived some of the best moments of the last seven or eight years. Yes. There is a moment in the middle of that program. That I left In the middle of that in. video. Yeah. Where three of you are being sick in front of me. Yes. Actually, proper vomiting. It's very funny. It so is. Bad. I managed and, to get away with it okay. And to top it all off, sometimes a few <laughs> bits will slip in the video that isn't on any of our audio. So yes. you have True. to be a patron to actually well, see Well, we leave the camera that. running in the studio while we're messing around. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of this show, as I was waiting to come on air, we blast the studio out with rock music, don't we? And we dance and we mess around. Before this show started, and this is why I'm out of breath and I still haven't recovered. <laughs> God damn it. I need like a 10 minute break. I'm yes. getting that old. We played Sledgehammer by yeah. Peter Love Gabriel. It. And I minced around the studio for five minutes singing Sledgehammer. Sexy dancing. Dancing. I'm wondering if we should put that out on YouTube. Oh, it's no. too hot for YouTube. No. Too hot for YouTube. Yeah. That might go on Patreon. But if you wish to donate to the show, go to patreon.com. Search for MQTA Radio. It's a single dollar. You get lots of extras. You get the videos, shows that have never been aired. And you can see us. And you can see exactly what that's going to be like. You can have a little bit of a taster. Go to YouTube. Search for MQTA Adrian Lee, 250th episode. You will see that whole episode <laughs> in full for yourself. Plus all the bits in the middle where Gross. we're messing around and we're not on air barbara says thank you so much for the Hi, mqta barb. video best way to get ready for tonight's episode so she's Aww. already tracked love us you down. barb lisa and john hi lisa and john oh, we Great love you too supporters of course said thank god it's friday and mqta night Looking forward to a great show tonight and lots of laughs. John, her husband, posted, love watching the episode 73 of Not For Your Mother's segment. Was laughing a lot. Great medicine. So everything's there for you if you come and find us in one form or another. You can go to my Twitter account and join that. That's Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. My books are available. If you're into ghosts, if you're into history, if you're into the paranormal, being psychic, go up 
and look for my books on Amazon. There's things like Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, How to Be a Christian Psychic. There's a book called Ghosts and UFOs. And as a gift, I tell you what, as a Christmas gift, why don't you invite your friends onto our Facebook wall? So if you wish to give the team a nice Christmas gift, go and invite two or three of your crazy friends who you think might like our show, and you can invite them onto the MQTA Facebook wall. Or you could share the link to the show and say, listen to this, this is a lot of fun, you should be participating in the revelry. You okay over there, Miss Morris? You're like a James Bond villain. You need a big white fluffy cat in your lap. I don't know if she's pressing buttons and moving around on her chair. I'm waiting for the floor to open up and I'll disappear into a piranha tank. That's right. All we need is a shark. Yeah. Oh, if only oh, we had a shark. Well, one suddenly arrived on the table yeah. rather ridiculously. His teeth look very sharp. That's Someone sledge. sent us a model of a shark. The things we get through the post. Now, very quickly, moving on. There's a fabulous lady that lives in town. Her name's Clarice. She's in her mm. 70s. She is running the food shelf. And we have a Christmas charity every year. It's the food shelf in Wyndham. It's called the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. They fed, this year alone, 433... Wow, can't get me enough <laughs> 4,377 people. Yeah. That's 140,000 food boxes. And they completely run on donations. Yes. They solely run on donations. They're feeding people over winter, over the Christmas period. If you can give whatever you can in terms of money and finances, that will help to feed people that can't help themselves. You never know when you may need a food shelf. You may have used one in the past, of course, and you are donating. I know that every single cent of that money goes towards those food parcels. I've worked there. I know the woman personally. I'm giving you my absolute yes you know word on this that every cent of that goes to feeding people that don't have anything at all so if you wish to write a check that's the Wyndham area sharing center you can go onto our facebook wall and i'll put the address up there it's 1156 fourth avenue that's 1156 fourth avenue Wyndham, minnesota 56101 56101 and just a reminder that every tuesday we sit and watch the curse of oak island that's a watch party eight o'clock on a Tuesday, you can join us on there as well. So we look forward to seeing you on a Tuesday night, watching people dig up rusty nails, buttons, and coconut fibre, as we've been doing for the last eight years. Mm, I would like fun. to say that it's fun and entertaining, but it really isn't. It's the actual... <laughs> it's the no, conversation. Yeah. The show's terrible. Oh, Let's yeah. put that straight out there. But we love the interaction. Oh, so you can join so us good. there as well. I'm rushing through this because we have a pile of presents <gasps> yes. currently on the desk. It's our Christmas special... We have a fantastic Christmas card from Robin, so thank you for that. That's Bob we and love Robin. You, Robin. Love you, Robin. There's a fabulous picture of her dog on there. That's awesome. We've got a Christmas card here from Lynn. She says she loves the show, and she sent us lots and lots of items to open. Lisa and John have also sent us some Christmas presents. We're going to spend the next minute opening up our Christmas presents. Lisa and John... Right, ladies, go for it. Open right. up your Christmas presents. Remember to look who they're from. Uh, I've been given some tea. What a fantastic thing to give an Englishman. Thank you so much, Lisa and John. An You're Englishman amazing. will always appreciate getting tea. I got lovely socks. I always need socks. Lisa and John know. sent us oh, some gosh. Irish cream chocolates. This we'll looks be breakable. Working our way through that. Oh, my goodness gracious. I got graham crackers. Graham crackers? Graham, graham crackers? 
Fantastic. You sure that's what's in there? I got a million dollars. Hurrah! Yay! I got scram crackers. Wow, oh, Lynn. Oh, my goodness gracious. Lynn has very kindly <gasps> sent me my favorite L Grey tea. <laughs> you would not Maybe believe the amount of tea I get through. That is very kind of you, Lynn. I appreciate that. I love this mug. It is so gorgeous. It's Bigfoot getting abducted by an alien. Well, Yay. Nathan's opened up the chocolate. Miss Morris Thank has you. opened up the graham crackers. I see what's happening here. This is great, isn't it? It's amazing! Christmas! Thank you so much. That's awesome. Oh, my... Uh-oh. Heather, we're going to get together. Oh, and there's oh. the marsh. And... Oh, s'mores! Chocolate, s'mores! Oh, the graham crackers! Booyah! Hey. I've That's got... Yum, 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 yum. I've got a muck with a squirrel on it. <gasps> How do they find this amazing things? It's got a bark handle. Oh, and it says this place is the nut house. That's I love my, it. My new favorite. <laughs> so good. Mug. That's fantastic. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to Lisa, John. Thank you. Lynn. Thank you for all of our Christmas <gasps> cards this year. Bounty. Wait, wait, can I say what my mug is? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize you had a mug. What have you got? Thank you, Lisa and John. Is it a frog boiling? Is it a, no, is it, it's the, the ghost. Man is it someone milking a, milking a cow? No, it's someone the shoving ghost a manuscript up a turkey. Buster's Demi are um, terror dogs. Oh, it's the dogs from Ghostbusters. And they're oh, my favorite. That's my favorite. awesome. And it one says, I open gates to other dimensions for evil demigods. And the other one says, I help. Yay! Yay! I love Christmas. That's very kind of you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Genuinely, thank you, thank you everyone it's my for your favorite support. Gift. Thank you. I will tell you that I was debating whether to tell you this, but it is actually a kind of Christmas story. I got a letter this week, and I'm not going to mention names. This has happened a couple of times for this show in the last seven or eight years. I actually got a letter from a gentleman that said that he was going to commit suicide. He was very depressed, very unhappy. He wrote to me and said that he stumbled across the show by accident and it made him laugh. And he wanted to thank us for saving his life. Oh my God. Now, I debated whether to read this out. It's a Christmas show and you get a chance of rebirth, renewal or a sense of renaissance. Yeah. It does have a happy ending. This is about the third or fourth person who's written to me in the last seven or eight years that said that MQTA has saved their life. Now, there's times when we've had a long day at work and we don't want to do the show. There's times in Minnesota when it's minus 25, minus 30. We have to dig the car out to get to the studio. There's times when we're not feeling on top form and we perhaps don't want to laugh and have jivality. There's times when it just seems like it's too much of an effort to do the show and then you get a letter like that and we've hardly missed any episodes in seven to eight years and we've stuck with the plan if you read the bible it says if you save one person you save the world entire and there you have someone who wrote to us last week and said that mqta saved his life now i'm not bigging this up i'm not saying we have an ego about this no but that's incredible we, we, you can touch people all over the world people you'll never meet in 190 countries, you don't know who's listening in Vietnam, Brazil, the Philippines, Serbia, Iceland. We read these countries out every other month. It just makes you humble more than anything. I just thought that was amazing. I debated whether I should tell people that story or not, but I thought it's our Christmas special. It makes you very humble and it makes you glad to be here and having fun. So I want to appreciate 
you know, everyone who's listening to the show, everyone who contributes, we love each and every one of you. And we genuinely oh, feel yes. like your family. And if yes. that means I read out one less ghost story tonight, then so be it. There you go. How often do you get a chance to have that conversation? Thank you for my graham crackers, Lynn. Perfect. Thank you, Lynn, for my marshmallows. That's very, very kind. <laughs> we're going to be setting fire to something in the studio. Oh, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. We're going to roast those marshmallows mm, over Nathan. Delicious. We'll turn him slowly oh, no. so the fat drips down onto our potatoes. Nice try. <laughs> I'm yet to score any points, so I'm going to jump in. <gasps> um, Susie Quattro claims her mansion is haunted as Rocker admits chatting with a ghost. Do we know Susie Quattro in this room? Are you aware of her? Why she was is she very... Susie for? Susie Quattro. Now, wow, so all of a sudden you're an expert on foreign <laughs> languages. <laughs> Say some more French. Crustacean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your father smelled of elderberries. Oh, it was going to go down that road at one moment, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Crepe Suzette. <laughs> yes, yeah, Susie Quattro was a very diminutive rocker from the 1970s she used to wear tight black leather and they found her a bass guitar that was bigger than her so she sang you know rock music glam rock music devil gate drive or devil gate rock joan jett would have been inspired by her back in the day i'm sure she quotes her as one of her influences go and look her up susie quattro her music's very good it's very 70s kind of uh, glam rock like sweet and mud and all of those bands back in the day but she's certainly a very good singer. The U.S. singer, she was born in Detroit, says her 500-year-old manor house, where she has lived since 1980, is awash with energies. And one, who she has named Richard, is a friendly ghost with whom she has regular chats. Good old Dick. Susie. <laughs> wow. It was in there somewhere, wasn't it? Susie, 69, who was just... <laughs> Knew it was going there. <laughs> Who has just completed a sellout tour of Australia said, From day one, I knew this place was for me. The house found me. When I saw the house on the cover of Country Life, I said, That's our house. Oh my God, that's it. Don't we all want to see our house on Country Life? Do you not want to pick up that magazine and think, That's the one? Yeah. Yeah. Nathan does that with saucy jazz magazines. I knew the place had energies. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Be over here. <laughs> a saucy, saucy jazz magazines. No. <laughs> I knew the place had energies, as my own antenna is extremely strong, having been able to pick up on it from a very early age. I think because I'm an artist, my channels are open all the time. I'm very sensitive to feelings and always have. The ghoul even pops up to spook visitors to Susie's Essex home. She's living in the county of Essex, which is where I'm from. That's why my parents are currently celebrating Christmas right now. My mm. dad's selling Christmas jokes since 1066. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it has its own moat. She's got a house with a moat around it. She'd have terrible trouble with the damp, though, would you not think? Yeah. That'd be wet and damp, wouldn't it? In Britain? And smelly. She added, when a friend stayed over in one of the bedrooms and saw Richard, the next day I told Richard... <laughs> Uh-huh. Dick. Uh-huh. Dick. I didn't like it. I said enough is enough. <laughs> Don't go appearing to people. That's not nice. Susie said she visited a priest to talk about him and the house guest. She wanted to know who he was. The priest said, oh, my God, come with me down the center aisle. How many priests have said that over Christmas? Oh, that's not good. There were the gravestones of important people in the community. 
the last one red here lies richard sorrel so they actually found his grave this guy actually exists he was in the local church and he's the gentleman that's haunting their house whenever i talk about it the hairs on my neck stand up it happens to me every single time fun rock and roll ghost or scary spooky host you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee i shall give myself two points miss morris yeah are you gonna jump into ufo strange and bizarre where are we going on the journey yeah, around the world because it's christmas christmas <laughs> you love christmas. christmas only two more sweeps till christmas two more sleeps <laughs> Christmas is on Wednesday. You'd have to be saying that on Monday night, wouldn't you? Surely. Or That's a sleep. long sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's a coma. It's either Hang a really on. long sleep or staying up a really long, long time. time. <laughs> yeah, either works, I guess. A Missouri minister says she and her family believe there is an unidentified two-legged creature roaming their property. <laughs> it's only in Withers in the amusement arcade. It's Richard. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) The woman who provided a specific location but asked to remain anonymous says the reoccurring incidents have been happening for the last five years. This person just keeps roaming and roaming. She said, my son has moved out. Oh, God. He used to travel home late at night, you know, from town on his little little electric bike. (laughs) No way! (laughs) One night, she claims her son was coming home when he came across. It, It was seven foot tall, and it was white and hairy. Seven foot? The polar bear. It was big, and it was a humanoid. <laughs> humanoid. In fact, it was really angry. Yeah. <laughs> it crossed to that next field next to the road, and it terrified him so much, he moved into town permanently because he didn't want to run across that humanoid. On his back. <laughs> On his electric bicycle. <laughs> but according to the woman, wow, that was not the only incident. She and her husband say they hear howl calls and tree knocks. Where is it? Yeah! It's Sasquatch, people. Flash. Uh. <laughs> she also claims noticing... And sometimes a horrible smell was coming from the forest. It was. The bears do actually do it in the woods. Thank you. No. (laughs) The white yeti had dingleberries. Oh, poor white yeti. That is grim, isn't it? He needs a cleaning. That's terrible. White dingleberry yeti. Lovely. (sighs) I feel watched sometimes. Like two eyeballs staring at me from the darkness, and I can barely take it. I seen something tall in those woods, riding electric bike, <laughs> going fast and then slow and then fast again. Nothing oh, scary, yeah. is there? Then beeping at me. <laughs> is the Yeti riding the bike? I've lost track in the. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's got the bike now. I'll tell you what, the person who bought her that Sasquatch call. Need shooting. No, the best thing ever. Oh, it's all fun and games until a Sasquatch turns up at the front door, amorous and looking for a leg over. And with your hair currently looking like that, the prime candidate's going to be you, madam. What? 
<laughs> you're, you're happy to get that, aren't you? Of course you are. I'm going to put that in my book. Merry Christmas to me. I forgot <laughs> that of all the Star Wars characters, you have a crush on Chewie, don't you? Oh, he's my favorite. You just want to lie on him and watch the TV. Do you know that I went to Spirit Halloween this year and they had a full-fledged Chewie costume that was freaking amazing so if you guys don't want it please send it to me because i loves it you could Sexy. go running through the woods in that <sighs> until a hunter shoots you dead and thinks he's got a sasquatch i love it wow is there any more to go or have you done for the evening no he's riding around <laughs> on his bike <laughs> meet me <laughs> joseph mary and jesus <laughs> Why am I even. here? Why am I here? <laughs> two minutes. We've got two minutes. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh, Michelle, jump in. Have a story this evening. Well, it's Gain kind of a points. downer. Is it really? Okay, I'll jump in. Yeah. It's a downer, is it? Here's a fun one. Yeah. A conspiracy theorist has claimed he found Doors frontman Jim Morrison alive yes! and riding Yay! a bicycle. Electric bike! <laughs> down the road in New York City. Elvis Presley was jogging beside him, apparently. Yeah. In a bizarre <laughs> video of the encounter... The YouTuber user explains that he's been waiting in traffic at a red light in Broadway Hill when he spotted Jim riding a bicycle. Yep. They added that when they spotted the Morrison lookalike, they beat their horn at him and he waved back. Meet me. In the strange clip, an old man in a plaid shirt can be seen peeling towards the car on his bicycle fitted with a basket. The bearded bloke who also has a long mane of grey hair, lifts up his arm and waves cheerily as he goes by. The YouTuber says they plan to catch him one day yeah. for an interview. The now that they King. know that Jim Morrison lives in the area. The yeah. elusive Jim Morrison. Jim yes. Morrison, who <laughs> suffered from alcohol addiction, died unexpectedly at the age of 27 in Paris. And heroin. However, as no autopsy was performed, conspiracy theories have emerged over the years that the psychedelic rocker is actually still alive and well. Morrison was born on December the 8th, 1943, which would make him 76 years old if he wished to ride his bicycle through the streets of New York. I want to ride my bicycle. Commenting on the video, a believer said, so ride on, Jim Morrison. He's still alive. How cool is that? I no. think he lied or break on through to the other side. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. <laughs> we now come to the round that we call Not For Your Mother which means you've come to find us on one of our platforms. So thank you for making the effort. We appreciate that. Why not cut and paste the link that you're currently listening to on your social media and tell the whole wide world that you're listening to the only Paranormal News Quiz Show. And we'd be very, very grateful for our Christmas special. We would appreciate Mimi. that. This is the part... Mimi. <laughs> this is the part of the show. I've no idea where that came from. It's just evolved over the last hour. <laughs> Apparently, I say Christmas in a strange voice. Me, me, Stimulus and response. It's like Pavlov's dog in here, but without all the dribble and the bell. Well. <laughs> I'll bring the bell. There we go. This is the round that we call Not For Your Mother because it contains the stories that we found from around the world this week. They're a little bit naughty, a little mm. bit innuendo laden, a little bit adults. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's young children in the room they need to be removed you can tuck them into bed because santa claus is coming <gasps> shortly and you can hang up their stocking and eat the mince pie cheeky shoppers reckon Poundlands willy wars is the perfect christmas game if you're looking for a last minute stocking stuff a willy wars apparently is the way to go i have that every year willy wars 
What channel's that on? <laughs> no, it ain't a channel, baby. It's a night in the fat pheasant bar, isn't it? Willy Wars. Yeah. Christmas brings with it the inevitable family board game. But if you're tired of Monopoly, Twister, <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, oh God, Uncle, then Poundland has the perfect way to spice up the competition. The bargain retailer is selling a game of Willy Wars, and shoppers claim it's perfect for playing with all the family. No. What family is this? The Mansons? Right. What family think? Let's, after Christmas dinner. The Hefners. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, maybe. It's Willy Wars, not Killer Wars. Can you imagine? Willy Nelson. Imagine you. <laughs> Willie Boxcar Willie. No, Boxcar Willie is a disease. You can get ointment for that. Oh. Free Willie. Free Willie. Are we going to list all the Willies you've known? Willie Platt. There's oh. one for you. One-eyed Willie. Mm, one-eyed Willie at the bottom of the thing. The Goonies. <laughs> wow. A lot of Christmas spirit has flown in this studio in the last hour, hasn't it? Heather made me mess up for my cold. And it's gone. <laughs> and she doesn't have a cold anymore. anymore. Oh. Well, she does. She just doesn't care. I don't care. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine you your mean... family. Imagine your nan and granddad. Imagine your mum and dad. All the aunts and uncles. You've just finished your Christmas dinner. You've listened to the Queen's speech. Let's get out, Willy Wars. The game involves nope. wearing a giant inflatable penis around your waist. <laughs> Fun for all the family. Nathan's like, I do that every night. That's every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. With fellow players aiming to land a plastic hoop around it, in a rather rude game of ring toss. It's like Beldar, <laughs> the cornheads. There. The aim of the game is ultimately to find out who's the biggest tosser. Nathan, you've won! Yay! Yay! <laughs> the novelty game was spotted by a mum who took it to the Facebook group Extreme Coupening. Oh, God. Extreme, when coupons go bad. Coupon! Coupon! Coupon week. Week. Week, week, week. Run <laughs> by money-saving mum, Holly Smith, to share her find. Captioning her snap, she wrote, Little fun game, two pounds in Poundland. <laughs> two pounds? Two, that's an oxymoron. How much is this? It's a pound. That's like saying two dollars in Dollar General. Is that right? What's the... No, dollar the world? Dollar Tree. How much is this? It's a dollar. Well, apparently it's two dollars. That's not right. This is fun. This is two pounds in Poundland. That's like five dollars. It is. Her post has since received more than 2,000 likes and comments with fellow members eager to get their hands on the game. You said members. <laughs> hands on. Your ass beavers. Give me some nachos. <laughs> I am Cornulio. <laughs> I need TV for my bunghole. Commenting on the post, one wrote, Great family game at Christmas. A second wrote, Think this would be fun on Christmas Day. Totally satisfactory or Willy Wanker at the Chocolate Factory? Mm. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. You can get your own Willy Hoopla game <laughs> for £2 at Poundland. Mm. Are we going to play that? Yes, and we don't have to buy the game. Oh. oh, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? 
NFL commentator Booger McFarland made a right <laughs> cock up during Monday night's game between the New Orleans Saints and the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, Mackie Boo. Like anyone was watching. <laughs> That's an ESPN, I think. 19. Booger McFarland. Yeah, Booger. Booger. The evening should have been remembered for legendary quarterback Drew Brees breaking the league's all-time record for touchdown passes. That is impressive, it by is. the way. But unfortunately for Brees, McFarland's... For Brees? <laughs> Sorry, I just... For Brees, McFarland stole the limelight. During an analysis segment, McFarland was focusing on the Colts' defense when he drew... What looked like a giant penis on the screen. Wow. Yeah. He had circled two of the Colts' deep defenders and highlighting the space in between them had capped off the phallic masterpiece. I did have a look at this. It was, uh, how should we describe this? Yeah. You know, short and fat maybe. Long and thin will get you in, but short and fat. It's short and fat is where it's at. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. The veins weren't prominent. No, it was remedial. The well yeah. To be fair, you never ever see a decent drawing of a cock and balls, do you? No. When you see it sprayed on the wall of a toilet, I mean, it's never, you know, highly well, detailed. Well, that's not how I do them. What do you interject well, then? <laughs> Variation of thickness of line, shading around the object, tonal awareness, Some composition, depth pubes. of rim, pubes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god, I lost my place. <laughs> this story's available if you want to see it. It's on it our is. Facebook. It's right there I for you. It looks like a kindergarten sketch. You don't need to see it. How many kindergarten kids are drawing a cock and balls? Lots. Lots. This is America. I will tell you a story that I used to be an art teacher in Britain. I taught 11 to 18-year-olds, and I was flicking through a sketchbook of one of my students that was female, and she was underage. And I went to the back of the sketchbook. I'm marking it, of course. I'm marking her sure. work. And on the back of the sketchbook, on the last page, out of the way, was one of the best drawings that girl had ever done. But it was anatomically incredibly accurate and incredibly detailed and i had to take it to the head of the year and said to her she must have seen something to have had that kind of detail in that sketch and uh, conversations were had and parents were brought in i don't know the outcome i was just her art teacher but i did pass that on so that has happened i just thought i'd share that with you it was the best drawing she'd done it was incredibly accurate that's all i'm saying there yeah. Heather's are good, too, though. Yes, yeah. I've seen her collection, yes. I can sculpt mine, too. Yes, you have many wondrous skills, don't you? <laughs> Various sizes. You're very artisan. So if anyone wants anything for Christmas, a late stocking stuffer. Stocking stuffer? They know where to go. <laughs> nice. Get the yeah. big ones. Yes, you're going to need more clay, sweetheart. I do need more clay. <laughs> <laughs> Big-time NFL personality McFarland started... The section in fairly innocent fashion, but was still roasted on social media after the gap. He began drawing. He said, we're going to have a split safety look, which means you've got the entire middle of the field open. They do a really nice job of allowing the tight end to sit here. Nice. Oh, Good use of tight end. He attracts the backer. 
and now you've got the field open and that's an easy touchdown fans online found the final image hilarious as the clip went viral one posted tell booger to chill out with his drawings kids are watching another added peak booger tonight before another simply said what are you doing booger if anyone cares the saints won 34 to 7 with 40 year old drew Brees passing for his 500th excuse me 540th career touchdown pass who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Is anyone watching outside of New Orleans? No. No. Wow. I'm in the end zone or do me a drawing of a bone. Mm. You decide. Go to our Facebook site and you can see that drawing for yourself. This story has been on many shows. Normally when we read stories yeah. out. Yeah, it's true. No one's ever seen them. We found stuff that's unique. You know, it's stuff that's not in the general media. But this story's too mm-hmm. good to pass up and it has been mentioned it was on one of the shows this week with trevor noah i like him show at 10 o'clock daily show the daily show was mentioned on there this has the headline penis fish wash (gasps) up in california thousands of creatures resembling penises are washed up on the beach in california the pulsating creatures are fat innkeeper worms although they are a type of worm they are widely referred to as penis fish you love fat see- innkeeper yes the fat innkeeper worms and there is a reason they've been given that name you love seafood don't you i kind of i see food and i eat it the worms bury themselves <laughs> deep beneath the sand but recent storms have uprooted them and drake's beach about 50 miles north of san francisco has been covered in the creatures it's amazing the stuff that lives in the sea and that's buried that no one ever sees until something then takes place or happens. Or you step on it. Yes, the physical design of the fat innkeeper worm has some explaining to do, but the fat innkeeper is perfectly shaped for a life spent underground, wrote biologist Ivan Parr. What's more impressive is they're actually quite large, and I know that in December that water's really cold, so I thought I'd share that with you. There is a fossil... There's evidence, fossilized evidence, of the creatures dating back 300 million years, and some live for up to 25 years. That's a nice pet for somebody. Yeah. Within a beach, the creature will dig a U-shaped burrow extending several feet long, so they are growers, apparently. Their more polite nickname, Innkeeper Worm, comes from the subterranean lifestyle and the tunnels they create which other animals then use to burrow underground. So it's called the innkeeper worm. Gotcha. Because other animals then use their burrows to live in. Several mm. other species, including fish, sharks, and otters, feast on the penis fish. Nom, 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 battered nom, nom, fish nom. and chips. <laughs> that would be painful, wouldn't it? A battered penis fish? No. So I'd share that with you. And it's considered food for humans as well. Their Latin name is Eurekis. Unisinctus. Penis fish in Latin. The species found in East Asia is a delicacy in countries including South Korea. Bearing in mind they're eating this in South Korea, this is the country that also eats dogs, right? Yeah, they'll eat anything. Absolutely right. So fish willy, or don't be so silly, but you can see that on our Facebook site, more questions and answers, with Adrian Lee. I'm surprised when they were on the show with Trevor Noah, and they actually showed a woman holding one. They look so much like a penis. They do. I'm amazed it wasn't digitized. Right. Because in this country, they digitize oh. ass cracks. They yep. digitize 
all kinds of dildos and all kinds of stuff. But this woman holding a fish that looks exactly like a penis. I mean, it does look like one. And I can't believe it wasn't digitized. This country normally does things like that, doesn't it? Miss Morris, you have a smirk on your face. You oh. have the last story of the evening in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Don't do it's it to me tonight. something you've been waiting for all year long. <gasps> oh, God, I know what I wait for all year long. Is it a tapeworm in someone's ear, or is it something to do with no. throwing up? or Someone's making tea out of tampons again. God, no. Ooh, don't should, you should, dare! We should recap some of our favorite stories. That would be the end of the world for an end-of-year special, would it? Yeah, well, according to ER doctors, getting foreign objects stuck in your anus yes! is surprisingly yes! common. Thank you! She's happy with the anus yes. foreign stuck object in. story, yes. I've got the top ten. Do it! The items on this list are weirder than most, however... We've gone beyond the usual bottles and dildos to bring you these ten truly bizarre items that have all been found lodged in people's bums. Yep! Something tells us that they didn't really slip (laughs) and fall on these objects. And let's see how many we've experienced ourselves. Great. Oh, just me. (laughs) Well, the light bulb. Let's, before, let's just... Let's have a competition. Okay, you okay. write it down because I'm not going We're to. We're going to pick an object. I'm going to go. What She's going to read out the top ten of things stuck up people's bottoms. Yep. Right now, let's just have a guess amongst ourselves and we'll see who gets the most points. I'm going to go light bulb and I'm going to go Barbie. You can only do two. I'm going to go light bulb and Barbie doll. Nathan, you go next. What could someone get up? You know, what would you get stuck up your bottom? A motor from an elect, um, erector set. A, a motor from an erector set? Yeah. What are you doing at home? That's really specific. <laughs> an erection motor. <laughs> that, you know when someone comes up with an answer like that, yeah. it makes you think quickly. that's... <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> Bizarrely quickly. So you're saying a motor from an erector... Yeah. If that's number one, What's I will... What's number two? you soundly. <laughs> I'm not even going What are you thinking, Michelle? What are you thinking could be stuck up your bottom this Christmas? Um, a glow stick. A glow stick, nice. I like that. Yeah. And you could see then whether you're coming or going. Yeah. <laughs> a stapler. Nice office supplies. Yep. I like that office Great. supplies. Let's stretch that and widen that for you. Office you ready? Supplies. Yep. Go on then. Do it. Yay. Number one. Okay. Is a key. <laughs> Have you ever stretched high? Oh, stretched. I it searched. <laughs> you have, you ever have, stretched, stretch. have you ever stretched high and low? <laughs> Once. <laughs> How was your honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you searched high and low for your yeah, car dying. keys? I but, have. But yeah. can find them? No. Don't forget to check your bum. <laughs> yeah. Come here. Let's have a look at. <laughs> Hang on. I can see it. Every time you sit down, the car's going beep, beep. The lights are flashing. The doors lock and unlock. That's right. <laughs> They've got one of, you've got the car's warming itself up. That's an indicator. <laughs> Number two. Number twos. It doesn't take a detective to crack this case. 
getting a vibrator stuck in his yeah, bum come on. wasn't enough to send this man to the ER. He simply attempted to remove the stuck object by using a pair of salad tongs. <laughs> I was going to say another vibrator. Just, just wipe them on your jeans. We'll be fine. Trouble is... Grandma, would you like some more Caesar salad? He then got the tongs stuck too. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into a yard with the tongs stuck up? You can't pull Do your... I get one of them castanets? <laughs> Hang on. Here he comes. He's running up the stairs. Well, not running. <laughs> Who's that man walking into a <laughs> No. I want the salsa. <laughs> God almighty, he got a tongue stuck up there? No, well, it's not, not just a tongue. The whole fruit salad. It was wrapped around the dildo that he was trying to get out that got stuck. I'm going to get... I understand that, but I think he had a big one and the balls <laughs> got sucked into the anus. No, more so, than the anus. So you know how it you know the what? the the rectum? Like the rectum? dildo goes like this and then has a ball sack. I've I heard of one. And yeah, I know. How do you know? I have five. And then <laughs> I'm buying her a car battery for Christmas. <laughs> And then, so, I think what happened is the balls and then the sack went past the sphincter stretched out yeah. like this. And then you're trapped, on. And you? then, so the balls got sucked in and the sphincters closed down like this. Then so then trapped. he grabbed the tongs and he rammed them into the sphincter like this to try to open Push it up. It out. It but out. then he couldn't wrap it around the balls. And so this, he by tried the way, going... happened behind the counter at Subway. And then he tried going deeper and then the tongs got stuck up Make behind the sphincter. Make that noise for me, will you? Which one? Oh, this one? Lovely. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened wow. with the tongs and the balls. I wonder if you then looked around the kitchen and thought, what can we use next? Egg whisk, perhaps, or a potato masher? Where we what would next? I use next? What, what's next? Is it the is it Colonel Mustard the in the claw. ballroom with the with the lead pipe in <laughs> the claw? <laughs> Before you know it, there's a whole train of kitchenalia snaking its way out of the kitchen. <laughs> you walk into a yard like a Tyrannosaurus Rex with a long towel flicking behind you. Trying Timmy. to think of what I have in my toolbox that might work. Timmy, come back. <laughs> Lassie left. <laughs> Lassie got scared. I like got the way stuck. that he wiped the tongs on his apron and carried on serving. <sighs> What's so next, bad. Morris? All right. This is his story. Mm-hmm. And he's sticking with it. <clears throat> a London World War II veteran was played. By the way, if he's a London World War II veteran, this man's in his 90s. Well, he was plagued with terrible hemorrhoids. So he used a live artillery shell to push the hemorrhoids back up into his rectum. Oh! A live artillery shell. One... An artillery shell is... Yes, they bring it, they bring down tanks is what they do. One day, gun. he pushed too far. The ammo became stuck in his anus. <laughs> and when he went to the ER to get it removed, he admitted 
that the shell was live and could explode at any time. So the bomb squad were in looking up a his A bomb ass. squad oh, yeah. was brought to the hospital to assist. <laughs> yeah, there's a robot going up his ass. With the claw. That was yeah. a bad day for R2-D2, wasn't it? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. No. R2, we've got a job for you. R2 killed himself. <laughs> he committed suicide after him. There's a robot going in. There's two people wearing they body armor. They cleared the hospital. Oh, my. <laughs> That's wrong. Why would By you the use... Way, that's exactly where I'm going next. I mean, you'd go to the lemon squeezer before you went to the live artillery shell. I would go to the doctor. Why has he got a live artillery shell in his house? Because he was a veteran and it was a souvenir. My granddad but... was a veteran. He didn't have live ammunition. You don't know that. Why, 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 why is that your go-to? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. It's because of the shape. Of all it's the things glides in, in your easy. house. It goes in small and then gets wider. Okay. All right. Like, uh, that's how it strangely goes. Strangely enough, when we were writing our list, live artillery shell didn't come into play. I forgot what I said. Wow. Well, you said a glow stick. Number four is a peanut butter jar. Crunchy or smooth? No jelly, though. That's all it says. (laughs) Just Just a whole peanut butter jiff. I couldn't get the lid off. What what used to be the slogan for jiff? We've got more nuts. I think I I have a brain hemorrhage right now. I think I'm having (laughs) a stroke. Wow. Are you really? Peanut <laughs> butter. Because a of the peanut butter? Peanut butter jar? Again. Yeah. In how's your, your butt? How's that your... That's like... Well, I don't think it's the family size one you get from Sam's Club, is it? It could be. Oh, I, I can't. I don't have anything to back that Why up. Why would you want to do that? You couldn't. Oh, boy. Here we, Here go. we go. A 39-year-old married white male lawyer... Went to the ER to get a bottle of Impulse Nathan? body spray removed from his anus. <laughs> but men. Well, that, then it's not gay. Antiperspirant. <laughs> it keeps working long after you finish. This finished. was not the first time. He's regular. Oh, it comes Dave. He's he got had inserted the... this object. In his anus, but this time it got stuck. Just must have caught the, lid, the lip or something. The lid comes off. It's huh. all to do with suction and vacuum, isn't it? After trying to reach it using a back scratcher, there you he go. eventually there had you to go. get it removed by a doctor. <laughs> Why didn't he go for the tongs? <laughs> Perhaps he doesn't like salad. I guess he was in the shower. <sighs> nice. Back scratcher? No word on whether or not his wife got her perfume back. Or the back scratcher. (laughs) Of shame. (laughs) Well, number six. And the story goes. Come on, glow stick. A lawyer. Come on, light bulb and Barbie. Come on. A lawyer. What is it with lawyers? They're sick. From Georgia was reportedly showering with his cell phone. His cell phone and he slipped on a bar of soap when got... he slipped and fell yeah, of course he did getting the phone lodged firmly up his backside so that's a butt dial then during the surgery <laughs> surgery during the surgery rem- his mother called to remove the phone <laughs> the device rang three more times uh-huh. 
Ask not for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> this is your mother. I've not been able to get hold of you. You okay? You're Blum doing a muffled. Right. Are you going through a tunnel? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the reception's not great. You keep breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> To stay away from my cell phone. <laughs> it's your iPad I'd worry about. <laughs> God. Haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> the next one is a pint glass. Bottoms up. Nice. Oh, my God. Can't look at Oktoberfest in the same Why would you like all this glass stuff? It's terrible. Number eight is... A flashlight. Maybe he was using the flashlight to find his car keys. What? <laughs> it's dark in there. Hang on, I don't remember eating cornflakes. <laughs> Squatting which, around. Which end of the flashlight? I like the fact they're operating in the dark and there's this laser beam going around. Yeah, I think the... the... Like a glowworm. That's ridiculous. A little glowworm. Hume. Get a human glowworm. We must watch that video. Oh, Heather. Where'd you get Number these from? nine. Yep. This incident was not an accident. It was intentional. Oh, God. The late Ryan Dunn of the television show uh, yes, Jackass yeah. intentionally inserted a matchbox car into his that. rectum. I remember that. And went and got an x-ray, didn't Just he? to mess with the ER doctors. Yeah. That's terrible. But... The final one. R.I.P., Ryan. Number 10. Oh, God. Here we go. We saved the weirdest story for last. It's Barbie, isn't it? You can tell me it's Barbie. It's an animal. It's a battery. No one has won. No one's won tonight. No. During a kinky sex session, two homosexual men decided to try something completely new. Oh, no. One man... Lay down and let the other man pour liquid cement into his anus using a funnel. That's got lime in it. That will burn. Yes, really. Naturally, the cement didn't stay liquid for long, and when it hardened, it became a huge mass of cement. And then he shit a brick. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. Well played, sir. Why, thank you. I'm going to twiddle my moustache. That had to be removed surgically. So he, they were trying for a cement enema. Nice. Cement. The first thing that's the opposite of enema, isn't it? Yeah, enema. That's like an oxymoron, isn't it? You don't. Enema and enema. Please, Nathan. Please sit down. I have no idea what's happening. Let me get my funnel. Wow. That's my funnel of doom. Flashlight. Funnel of love. Flashlight bump fun. Or oh, don't be so glum. There's your top ten Christmas things to push up your bottom special. Fun for all the family. Let's go out and buy a game of... Uh, Willy Wacker. Willy Wars. <laughs> of you tosser. <laughs> we'll see who wins. We could video it, perhaps. I'm thinking it was inflatable. I think, yeah. I think you have to blow it up. and. Uh... I'm not blowing anything. Can you imagine finishing your Christmas dinner and watching I'll your grandmother inflating your willy with her lips? That's what no. everyone wants to see at Christmas, isn't mm, it? Not really. Good times.
games. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Nathan. He scored two points Um, tonight on our Christmas special. He's got two. What was we going to suggest? What is it with the uh, Lords are leaping, swans are laying, two broken legs, Yeah. two calling girls, two French maids, two... Two French head board. Doll. Two French heads. Yeah. He gets a good Richard up the centre aisle, so that's mm. good news. In third place tonight is Miss Morris. She scrambled her way <gasps> to a three. She gets a selection of teas and a set of matches and some wooden furniture. Mm. In second place tonight is myself. <gasps> I've scored four. Wow. I get a white, hairy Sasquatch, an electric bicycle. Saw my dreams have come true. Thank you, Santa, for that. In first place tonight, winning the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle Corrie. She gets a plate of festive dingleberries and some brandy butter. Yes. Wow. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime on Facebook or more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can join my Twitter account as well at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Why not jump over to SoundCloud right now, search for MQTA radio and you can access the show with an extra 25 minutes of filth because we're going to stay in the studio right now (laughs) and we're going to make that happen for you. And don't forget, go to YouTube, search for 250th more questions and answers and you will see us sat in the studio my gratitude and gratitude thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter Heather Murray Chaton Drainer Michelle Corey Nathan Bush and all at the International Paranormal Society and Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota you've been listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host Adrian Lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment the light before the darkness it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and a merry christmas to all of our listeners wherever you are in the world much love light and happiness being sent your way and remember be interested and interesting merry christmas good night